Hello, this is Reverend Raymond Kaufman, pastor of the Log Cabin Community Church in Vinings, Georgia. Welcome to our podcast. This past week, I read a passage out of the Gospel of John, and it was it was the story of Jesus meeting with his disciples in the upper room for the Last Supper. And let me share these verses with you. It's from the 13th chapter of John. It says, and when he was gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. And if God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know you are my disciples, if you love one another. I want to draw your attention to the beginning of this passage when when Jesus says, and when he was gone. And what do you think he meant like that when he was gone? And who is the writer talking about? Well, of course, he's talking about Judas, isn't it? Because Jesus predicted that someone would betray him. And Jesus says, at that supper, he said, it's the one with whom I give this morsel of bread. And everyone looked at Judas, and in his eyes, they could tell that he was guilty and he was the one that was going to betray him. And Jesus says, and when he was gone. And then he tells Jesus, what you are going to do, please do it quickly. And he left. But then John adds to this passage, and he says, interestingly, he says, and then he adds, it was night. Do you think John was just telling us the the time of day? Well, it was the Last Supper. We kind of implied that it was evening. I think John was telling us something more. He was telling us about the state of Judas's heart. I think he was saying it was night, it was dark, his heart was dark. He was experiencing in his life some very dark moments. And he was saying the state of the world then was very dark too. You know, there still is darkness in our world around us. When we think of the events that took place this past week in the state of Florida and in the southern United States with this terrible storm Ian that came through, I see the videos of of so many homes that were lost and so many communities and neighborhoods that were just devastated. I can't imagine what that is like for people who are living in that community who've lost their home, they've lost cars. Many people have lost loved ones. And so we think about dark days in all of our lives, but we really need to be praying for our brothers and sisters who in the southern part of the United States who really are experiencing loss. You know, we all have fears of loss. We have a fear that we might lose our health. We have a fear that maybe our finances will not last very long. We all are faced in our lives with dark days. We read further in this scripture where it says, and now is the Son of Man glorified. What does that mean? Well, the Son of Man, of course, is Christ. And Christ knew his destiny when he met with these disciples sitting around this table breaking bread. He knew that he was about to be betrayed. He was going to be arrested. He was going to be crucified. Where is the glory in all of that? 
Well, as we really look at this passage, we see for Jesus' suffering, it would really be an act of obedience to God. He was following a mission from God and a gesture that would have eternal benefits for us in humankind. What is this definition? The glory of anything really is the manifestation of its true nature. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, to illustrate, he explained that the glory of something was about to take place. If we, to explain this, we could say the glory of an apple tree is the apple, the fruit that comes off, that apple that might be sitting in your kitchen in a fruit bowl right now. But if we want to take it a step further, it's not just the apple tree, it's not just the fruit, the apple that comes, the glory of the apple tree is the sweet taste when we bite into that apple and we taste its sweetness. Do you want to know the true nature of an apple tree? Well, perhaps you can grab a Fuji apple, my favorite, or maybe let's take it a little step farther. How about it's fall? How about a nice slice of homemade apple pie? Certainly, the glory of an apple tree is this wonderful fruit that we all enjoy. So what was Jesus saying about the true nature of God being revealed in him? It is the love that led him to embrace the cross. Christ said at that moment, he said, where I'm going, you cannot come. He was speaking of his sacrificial death by which he would reconcile sinners to God. He gave his life so we could have newness in Christ, the forgiveness of sins, and be able to follow him as brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, we read about a little bit of a contrast. On one part, we think about Judas and the darkness that was in his life, and Judas kind of slithering out away in the dark of night to do his dirty work. And then on the other side, we see this beautiful story of Christ willing to give his all so that we could have newness in Christ, have a new life in Christ. And he was the light, the light that shines in the darkness. I love this contrast. You know, we think about that contrast of good versus evil. When we watch a movie, there always is a protagonist and an antagonist. And, you know, a good movie is that balance of good versus evil. And we always want to see the good win. It's like a movie. It's like a good novel. The love that John says was made manifest among us, that God sent his son into the world, that we may have eternal life and an abundant life. That is light. Now, he doesn't promise us a perfect trouble-free life. I think we all know that. Life has ups and downs. But a life in which we know we have eternal life. And we know that God is walking with us through each trial we go through. We know that we are loved and protected. In the book of Romans, we read this verse, Romans chapter 5. It says, God's love has been poured into our hearts. When you ever don't feel lovable or you don't feel like you are loved, please remind yourself that God's love has been poured into our hearts by this light that Jesus brings. This light, this light that now is within us, we carry that light. You know, often people say, oh, I have this terrible cross I must bear. Well, scripture does talk about us bearing a cross. Um, and Jesus said, where I'm going, you cannot go. And the cross-bearing for him was the suffering on the cross. But we experience suffering too in our lives. 
Some have a physical suffering. I work in a hospital. I see people who are going through a health crisis and they're, they're suffering physically. So when I talk to people, I often find out that people are struggling and suffering emotionally with perhaps a relationship or struggling with something in their life, something in their past, that, something that they're really struggling with. So there's a physical suffering and emotional suffering. And then people can also have spiritual distress in their lives, wondering if they really are connecting to the divine. Every believer is called to deny themselves and to accept our cross, that temporary suffering that many of us go through, and to follow him. We have to admit that there is suffering in our lives but to know that we are not alone in that suffering. And this is the path we are called to follow. But Christ does two things. Number one, he goes before us. And number two, he travels with us. We know that it was night when Judas went out to betray Jesus. It still is. There's still a lot of darkness and night in many people's lives. The world is filled with darkness. And that darkness is real. But we have good news. The good news is that light dispels darkness. Love overcomes hate. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And we have that light within us. It is his light that we must reflect like a lamp shining in a dark place. It's like sitting down at a romantic table that's that's beautifully decorated and set. And those flickering candles are there. The candles at nighttime remind us of the love of God. We have the light of God within our lives. I ask you today to celebrate the light and the love of God in your life. My prayer for you is you experience and feel the light of God's love and you share it with those around you.